0: <laughs>
1: there you go Counting my blessings almost almost died uh yesterday and so I'm really thankful that I'm still here yeah Yeah. Oh, God, yesterday can't leave us hanging like that yeah. yeah we went to a um went to a ground golf place to go play some ground golf and it's a dinosaur theme area and so you know aside from dodging the dinosaurs they had like a, a hike through this forest area and uh it was just it looked like nobody from the the compound had been back there to you know manicured or, or take care of it so it was just full of spider webs and massive spiders along the path and so we had to dodge that I had to get me this this stick I'm walking through like Ron Safari and I'm like beating the path as we go through and we finally make it, you know, you go down and around and up on the other side. And we're finally coming through and, and you know, we can see the way to get back onto the course. And there's this snake that just comes across our path and things like five feet long. It's like, oh, Jesus wow. Christ. What kind so, of snake? I, I have no idea. I don't know. It was a snake and it was moving. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't ask it what, what kind it was um so
0: based on these facts we were stipulating that you almost died because you were in close quarters with snake
1: uh yeah and the spiders and then we finally did get to to start our ground golf game and you know five holes in the rain just the sky just opened up and there was thunder and lightning and just uh coming on down so
0: see I don't think most people associate the words I almost died with ground golf
1: Yeah, that was definitely about almost death. It was was almost what it was.
0: Well, we are counting our blessings because Jay is still with us. We are also counting our blessings because we are joined once again by Sheba Abraham from the League of Women Voters. And I know you were on a mission of your own recently, right? What's going on, Sheba?
2: Yes, um, my mission. um, I attended the um, United Way breakfast of Orange and Duchess, Duchess in Orange County this morning. Where they awarded um, people that perform acts of kindness. Oh wow! So it was yeah yeah they award and they had quite a few um, nominees and uh, then they had the top three that they awarded to awarded prize awarded uh, prizes to or gave them I would say um, plaques because they're really outstanding out of everyone in the community. So that was quite interesting and they had a lot of lovely gifts. So it, it was a nice breakfast, and it sounds like the event I
0: attended, which I'll get into in a minute. Yeah, and also,
2: good. yeah, and also, I after that, I went to voter registration on Dutchess Community College campus, and I found that quite interesting. Where some of the students stopped, they filled out forms; they were engaging, and then some of the students act like I would say the majority of the students that passed they acted like they didn't even know <laughs> they were like oh yeah I registered to vote or they would ignore you completely so that was quite interesting and I'm you know it made me think about um some of the issues that I've heard around what's happening with democracy and how people are feeling the disconnect in it so I said I wonder if that's why the young people didn't stop and engage as much as they could have.
0: You always have seen that to a certain degree from young people. When you look at voting trends, it is mostly older people who vote. If you do get young people out at all, it's usually in a presidential race or something very highly publicized, but your reliable voters do tend to skew older. And I think a lot of young people have long felt disenfranchised and disconnected from the process.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, But I I think. I think now, even more so just because things are so polarized and things are just uh, not, not even just in politics, just in society in general. Um, yeah, I think there's there's probably a lot of people who just don't feel like things are moving in a, in a good direction or there's going to be good outcomes.
0: Yeah, but you did see more engagement from 2017 on. I wonder if that's starting to reverse itself. Because after Trump got into office, you were seeing more young people paying attention and voting, even in local elections. Well, that was really never a thing before Pre 2017. I would look at who would show up, especially on local primary election days. Really, 65 and up might be the average age. Like it was really almost exclusively older people and really younger people participated. To a significant degree, in local elections and more elections, for the first time, I would say, certainly in my lifetime, as long as, long as I've been observing it, uh, post 2017. So, I'm wondering if this is, in some perverse way, a sign that things are getting back to normal in the country and ha- are improving. Even though of course, we do want more people involved. It almost seems like it's the good old days again.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, you had those that were very that those that were engaging. They were very engaging, but then you had those. As a matter of fact, the uh, one of my um, one of the women from the league was she was there as well, and she said that a couple of the students stopped and told her they don't vote, and they went into this long dialogue with her as to why they didn't. She didn't share exactly what they said, Mm -hmm. but they gave her, you know. It was a long. It was quite a dialogue. She said,
0: you know what? I've heard often and someone said it to me again recently that they don't vote because they think that their vote doesn't count because they live in New York and New York is a blue state anyway. And so it doesn't matter what they do. And, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion and their belief and what have you. But I did have to clarify some things and say, you know, listen, when it comes to local elections, especially, your vote does make a difference we see elections sometimes being decided by like, by like 15 votes and you're talking about the balance of power in the state potentially being on the line by some of the elections
1: and it's and it not, not even a lot matter. of
0: them you're right it really does matter and even if you want to talk about something like a presidential race or the governor's race or the mayor's race and you think it's already decided turnout also matters and not just overall turnout but turnout in your community and so if you're like well the politicians the elected officials they don't they don't care about my Community. they're never here how come they ignore us maybe and this is you know cynically speaking but it's also reality maybe they're looking at the voter turnout and thinking that that area doesn't matter because no one votes there anywhere not enough people vote there wouldn't okay. it be great if everyone in the area voted because then they would have to start paying your area attention and then when it came to directing resources and actually delivering then they would have to step it up for your area because they know a lot of votes come out of there and so I think it's a kind of a narrow minded view to say, well, we already know who's gonna win, so it's pointless to vote.
1: Right. And we actually saw that play out. Um, remember in twenty was it twenty twelve when we did the uh congressional run when um you won one of the areas that the congressman had. And after that he opened an office there because he realized basically that he was he was weak in that area because he wasn't paying attention there.
0: That's right. We won. Assembly District 23, which covers most of the Rockaways. And there was an office opened at over by the sea after that. And yeah, the congressman even made a comment around that time after losing <laughs> the Rockaways, he said, I'm going to open it up an open office by over by the sea. Basically, I'm going to start paying attention to this area more.
1: Right. So, yeah. I mean, I, and but at the same time, we got to also recognize that, you know, the despair that people are feeling, I mean, it's it's real it's real like you know not just in politics but everything is going up right you you got your your expenses cost of living all of this is going ridiculously high you yeah, you've got yeah. um all the partisan stuff you're seeing on on television you're seeing you know even more so the rich getting richer and, and the poor struggling um and you know politicians are at the helm yeah. of of Everything at the point, so people can easily point to them and say, You're not doing doing your job. You know, I thought you were supposed to be, you know, in the mix on this,
2: right? Very true.
0: But that confuses me a little bit because it seems like the sentiment is that no matter what they do, nothing is going to change. So people seem to think that their vote doesn't matter because whoever is in office is going to be the same. So can you have it both ways? I mean, you're saying that nothing ever changes, but you're also saying that the people in office are destroying everything. I mean, which one is it?
1: it it's a, it's, I think it's a mix of both. I mean, you get the people mm-hmm. in office that get into office and then, um, I mean, first the way people run and make promises, everyone does it, but we all look at it and be like, oh, well, it's just politics That's how it is. But the fact that the matter is, it's still every time they go in and they don't either
2: come they through do. with promises mm-hmm. or even
1: attempt, which it's not always in there. In their control to do so that's another thing people need to understand but mm-hmm. um at the same time if half of their time is spent on worrying about re-election or what's going to get them re-elected instead of putting their time towards the people that's are supposed to be serving then they're not going to be as effective as people need or they hope and so yeah people are going to be disillusioned and what's happening
2: okay. and, and, and i agree because i was uh listening to the news earlier and this gentleman was saying you know they're going to go up on a toll. The New York State Thruway is going up uh, on their tolls. Now look at it. He and you know, he's got a legitimate complaint. You have the tolls, then you have the taxes. Hey, look at the congestion pricing. <laughs> um, when does it? When do people get a break? Right. Because some families are really, you know, people are feeling this now. It's not like. But all of these things, again,
0: are being enacted by elected officials and by government officials. Right. And so aren't we kind of just giving in by saying we're not going to vote at all? Wouldn't the wiser approach be we're going to start putting in officials who will be responsive to our needs? I mean, I guess people are just so disenfranchised at this point that they feel powerless. Right. They think that that would be nice, but it's never going to happen
1: right well i mean yeah i mean a lot of the 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 officials that are carrying this stuff out you could look at it and say well they got in because people were kind of uh apathetic in their voting and so the people who shouldn't have won got into power yeah but then at the same time you can also look at it and say well you know this constantly happens uh that's just what politicians do and so it's it's easy to get to look at it from both angles and just be disillusioned
0: but I also I guess because I've spent some time on the inside of government I always get annoyed when people talk about the government or they not even government but they as if it's one person pulling the strings on everything right and it seems like they lump in every government official every billionaire, every landlord, everyone with any kind of power or authority or money or resources into this they and and act like it's one person controlling the whole world. And, you know, it's really not nothing is that monolithic, even when you're in government, you know. Uh, there are all kinds of people, different kinds of interests and, and agendas, and they're all fighting with each other. Oftentimes, that's why things move so slowly. There isn't one they. So when people start like lumping everyone together and saying, well, the politicians, they are all like this. There, there are so many different people. It's just it misses all the nuance entirely.
1: I, I That's true. But at the same time, I think there is uh, general generalities that can be applied to politicians and billionaires uh you know corporate CEOs corporations and whatnot. what there are generalities that we can look at that um are similar across just the whole sphere like for example you know you can say they is not the one one politician controlling the whole government however we are slowly having uh c- civil rights repealed we're having cost of living is going up here and there uh, politicians are making these votes about adding things like congestion pricing or um, MTA fees increasing that people just don't simply have anymore. And it just seems to constantly happen. None, nothing's going down uh, in general. And so I think when people say they, they're looking at more of a, uh, an ideology than just that specific one person. But like, it's just that's just what the institution seems to be like.
0: Right. But there are people fighting each other even within the institution on these points and to say, well, they're doing it. This is the nuance of, well, there are actually people in there who are against it, maybe not enough right now, but the solution then is not to throw your hands up and say it can't be done. The solution would be to get more people in who agree with your viewpoint to fight back on it. When you say they're doing this, it almost seems like it's just predestined and everyone's on the same page, so it doesn't matter. You know Whether it's 51, 49, or 90, 10, 99 to 1, there's no difference. They're just doing it, and so we're screwed no matter what. It's a defeatist attitude, I think, to talk that way.
1: Uh, Yeah, it it absolutely is. Um, But at the same time, when it's so much on on the individual's shoulders, it's easy to see how they can get to a defeatist attitude. Right. Right. I see that. Definitely. So. So it's it's, I mean, I, I, I get it and I understand, you know, more people participating can help. The idea is that more people participating will help curb that. Right. Because supposedly the right people will get in or. Yeah. But. Even that, it's like, is it the right people? Or is it the, the person who ran the best campaign, right? Does oh, it, yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean the most benevolent will get in. Oh. It just means the one who was able to navigate that campaign season the best. So... Right, it, right. but here's the thing though, you, you can
0: navigate that campaign season the best with less benevolence, with fewer people in the mix, right? Because yeah. now you're doing more with institutions and right and you're dealing with the system more right. people are disenfranchised and so they're not weighing in but people enough people at least do have a voice and they will drown out those influences now sometimes it takes a lot depending on how big those interests interests happen to be right you know but we talk about this when we deal with any issue when people say well there are people on one side that, with all the money yeah that is a tough thing to overcome certainly but would you rather have I don't know, $5,000 or a million people. I would rather have the million people. So so yeah, I mean, one to one, I think money can easily drown out the person's voice and that gets frustrating. But with enough people, right? I think the people do start to take precedence because they're the ones who are voting at the end of the day.
1: Right. Now, I I agree with that. And I think, you know, ultimately if the more people do participate, um then there's there's a better chance at fighting those who are hell bent on taking it down a path that you know our democracy democracy doesn't need to go or shouldn't go um i mean at the same time we have to also look like i said what what we've seen um not only just the the general um stereotype of government in itself but what we've seen in you know in the past 20 20 years or so right um um citizens united we've seen right. voting rights act repealed we've seen mm-hmm. um uh what Roe v Wade overturned we've seen um books being banned and burned and we're seeing this recently in, in various states um uh we've seen um affirmative action being repealed like it's easy also, to we've dis- also seen, it.
0: absolutely but we've also seen progress right game on on hours these- the law of the land as was one I mean so, so there, there are push, there are setbacks, and then there are advances. But to say that the answer is to just give up suggests to me we're saying that we want more setbacks and we're not going to fight for the advances anymore.
2: But right? So no. people are so disheartening It's disheartening for some people. Right? You, you know, Absolutely. it's a tough fight. It seems like it's a tough fight too. Uh, oh, so what do you do with that? How do you get them to it's turn tough. that around?
0: it was easier or it was supposed to be easy, right? Sorry, say that again. It's a it's a tough fight, but who said it was supposed
1: to be easy? I mean, anything worth fighting for is going to be tough.
2: Yeah, it's, right, it's how-
1: great. It's great ideology, but it's you know, and I I believe right. in that as well. I agree with that as well. But the person that is busting their butt trying to provide for their family and all the stuff just keeps getting piled right. onto. Absolutely, it's hard to exactly. sell that to them.
0: I, well, I empathize with that. It's just. I don't think the answer is to just give up. I mean, no, I agree. But people want to say, you know, nothing ever changes, but they also want to say, but things are getting worse. How can nothing ever change by voting or by being involved in democracy? And also things are getting worse. I mean, it's a, it's a hypocritical argument to make, right. There isn't really logic in what
1: they're saying. Not really when you could, if, if your mentality is that things, things as a rule always get worse, then, yeah, and also, they, they don't ever change. If they're changing, that doesn't yeah, make any sense. Yeah, but if the stat quo is that they get worse and then it's still getting worse, then no, nothing's changing because it's continuing it's, to be it's what it's doing. To,
0: mm-hmm. It's continuing to get worse. So you're talking about the difference between velocity and acceleration, basically, right? It's not accelerating. It's staying at a constant negative velocity.
1: <laughs> right, it's constantly doing what it's always done and that's get worse. So nothing changes in that That's one way to look at it. But I think what a lot of people talk about, nothing
0: ever changes, they're not talking about it like that. They're saying that basically their life isn't going to be any better or any worse, no matter who they vote for. And yet they're also going to say that things are getting worse. Well, yeah, right. you just said you weren't going to vote and try to make it better. So what do you expect? Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it seems inherently contradictory.
2: I, I it think depends it, on, it, it depends on where you're looking at, for, for, from what perspective, as uh, Jay is saying perspective if i'm struggling it's gonna it's worse for me and it's getting worse it's not there's no ease in my pain right Right. but if i'm at the top and i'm not struggling it's hey i'm good
0: But if it's getting worse then by definition things are changing for you uh jay's point it was was always getting worse right that aspect of it isn't changing which is a fair point but you know a lot of people will say that it doesn't matter who is in office because nothing ever changes, but things clearly do change, right? We're seeing the results of certain people getting in office and making changes that we don't want to see. So we know that that's not true.
1: Yeah, um, I think when people say that, they're talking about nothing changes for the better. Nothing gets better um generally um from the government in their lives and
0: i, we, I, think, that's right. relevant, I, think. I think that's a charitable interpretation of it i think people are saying it doesn't get better or worse it just stays the way it is it doesn't make any difference at all in our lives that's how i read that
2: but, yeah but, but, yeah, I but mike think it depends so. think, on where you're sitting at in this and 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 when you're saying that what level are you on when you say that
1: right i think that matters
2: I've heard both sides, yeah. I've heard both sides of the story. And it depends on where you are sitting at. But well, here's the argument. thing,
0: and you now not to take a cheap shot, but I was thinking about this earlier. People have their agendas, right? And so you see in all of these threads on social media, any issue that's going on right now, it's almost inevitable somebody will say, this is what happens when you keep voting for Democrats. But sure. if you look at who's saying it, these are people who are always Republicans for the most part, right? And they always had that anti-democratic agenda. And, and I guess here's me being a cynic. All right, let's say Eric Ulrich was mayor as a Republican. Would we be dealing with the same situation? Or you know, would, would, it ha- would everything that we're dealing with in the city be magically gone because we had a Republican in office? I mean, I don't think so, right? So, you know, I think people have their own agendas that they bring to this and they're just saying what they would have believed anyway. And I think that applies whether you're on that tip on, you know, This is what happens when Democrats get elected. I think that applies when you believe that nothing ever changes and voting doesn't matter. It seems like no matter what happens, you're going to take your own viewpoint and your own agenda and your own perspective and apply it to the situation without really objectively analyzing the information.
1: I think people do that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, everyone's I think a lot of people look to to either even debates or what they read or what they discuss to basically support their, their position originally. Yeah. Um, Regardless of what it is, whether you, I I mean, just like you said, you see like um, uh, Republicans on social media be like, this is what happens when you vote Democrat. I mean, I see Mm -hmm. the same thing from Democrats. This is what happens when you uh, vote Republican, like people just, just kind of, uh, what we tend to do, or what we've done, Um right. And well to me it's especially
0: transparent when they're saying that on topics that really have nothing to do with with that. And, sure. And you can look at yeah. it like you know, okay, so if someone think it through, if someone from the opposite party was in office, do you think that that would magically solve all these issues? Or, you know, right. we would still be dealing with them and. Right. It's and me being, I guess, a little cynical and saying nothing ever changes. Right. But so that, I guess what I'm saying is there is a little bit of, of truth to that general idea or that frustration that people have. That's not like a, a magic bullet that's going to solve all these issues.
1: Well, we used to remember. Remember when Obama was president, there was a, a kind of a, a running joke that kind of made fun of that same type of ideology. And it was the thanks, Obama. So like anything that happened, it was like, ah, thanks, Obama. You know, ban- bananas went up 10 cents. Thanks, Obama. Like it's it's that type of mentality. Right people actually
0: seriously unironically will say that
1: about biden now right exactly that's 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 the point it wasn't but i think the running joke became that because people were actually saying that unironically about obama as well yeah and so it's just it seems to be what we we do we look we look for a reason why the condition is that we're in is this condition and we tend to to go to our corners so to speak go to to our tribes so to speak to you know as our our support system
0: right and when conditions worsen we become more tribal
1: yeah sure absolutely um and you know we look to blame someone in the chat we think we got we got some folks in here in the chat coming up on this uh uh Lixa I think both parties need to find middle ground instead of being extreme to the left and to the right uh, jennifer you have to blame someone i think we see that a lot people th- I, we have to blame someone and so that's that's where that type of mentality comes from even though sometimes not in every situation there's someone to blame you know yeah, i think we see idea. that i know this is gonna be crazy we collectively Uh-oh. might be
0: to blame because this is mm-hmm our democracy that we're not sufficiently taking control of. We let things like this happen. We're just saying, like Sheba said, I'm not going to vote because it doesn't matter. Yeah. okay. Now, I think once you take that position, you have to burden a portion of the blame.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah, And I I think with that is true um and then it goes back to what we were talking earlier and you look at the the average everyday person that's that's working and, and trying to support themselves and their family and they've got all of this on their shoulders they've got their their taxes going up they've got their you know charges going up the tolls going up you've got um what they're seeing in the news and then you put that on top of them like hey you're also to blame and responsible for making sure these votes are getting done right and it just seems so overwhelming and to get easily disillusioned i can see how that you know happens
2: yeah.
1: it's like so much yeah so, but you know it is it that i mean that's kind of where we we've always been like if you've got a government of the people by the people for the people which is what we're supposed to be having then the people are supposed to have a hand in that and that includes that responsibility to kind of look out for that
0: right and again we can't fall into the trap of assuming people are monolithic the government isn't monolithic and neither are the people so you'll have many people who will agree with much of what's being happened what much of what's happening in government and then you'll have people who are outside that bubble who don't agree with that at all and they'll think oh look the government isn't responsive to the people's needs not even seeing that there are plenty of people who agree with that congestion pricing, for example, right? There are people in communities that rely on cars who don't understand why anyone would support that. But then you go into areas where most people don't drive and you do find a lot more support for it. But we're so segregated and we're on our own bubbles and we're so tribal and so polarized and all these things that we don't see it. So it's easy to look at these things as monoliths because we are kind of keeping ourselves divided in, in kind of monolithic spaces. And so that I think feeds into the frustration, right? It's like Everyone here, all my friends, all my neighbors, all my family, we think that this thing is a horrible idea that the government is pushing. And so it's like, why are they ignoring the people? Right? Not realizing that the government is a monolith and neither are the people.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it, it reinforces that belief when even if they push against it, um, it still goes into law. They still have but to they still have to deal with it on You
2: can't the- win
0: every battle either. and you think the long-term
2: price. But- but uh, what, Mike, but do you know, when you say that, when they're out there campaigning, do they give the impression that the government is that way? What do you mean? And you said monolithic. Mm. Do, Who is when that? When they're out there campaigning, the, do you know the constituents? Well, the once, uh, let's say, a congressman or a state senator, when they're out, there, they're out campaigning. What impression are they trying to make? What are they saying? Are they saying we can so do they're this? They're not, they're not, I can they're, do they're this. Saying different things. That's,
0: that's my point. You can't say they're all doing the same thing. There is no they. There is no they. That's the bottom line. I'm giving them preemptive. But, giving but, the bottom line. but my, is my no question
2: they. is, is that how they present it? See what I'm saying? No they they say, you can't say
0: they're all doing the same thing. Some people say one thing, some people say something else. Yeah, if they're trying to create the impression that the odds are stacked against us. And they might be talking like that and, and saying, you know, there's nothing that we could do to change anything. I don't think that's a very inspiring message for someone running for office to give, but there are people who do go in there and represent that, uh, you know, they're not gonna necessarily change anything, but they're gonna be the dissenting voice. They're gonna be the, they're gonna stand up for all the frustrated people and say, I'm also frustrated. And you know, some people will go for that. So I think it's a calculation that people will have to make when they're running for office based on what they think the the demographic of, of that area wants to hear.
1: Okay. That's true. No. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's, it's, yeah. I was waiting for, I was waiting for Sheba to rebut cause that was, <laughs> that was your.
2: Yeah. Your, well, your, no, it's, it's yeah. I, I, I see what he's saying. I understand that.
1: Like, oh, I think it's, it's I, 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 at, the, at the same point, though, when when you say there is no they and I know, honestly, there is no specific they, but there is a they in the sense of the government, the politicians. And again, it, we said this, uh, you know, is what we were saying earlier, what I was saying earlier, that there are certain generalities that are applied to those groups that there are common threads that we all we can look to and that can constitute a they when people are talking about they I don't think it's completely I don't know if I would say fair but or true but we can't completely say there is no they in in this type of context why can't we say there is no they because there is politicians for (laughs) example can constitute a they because what are they doing they're going to they're going to be running for office so they have specific interests to get in to co- continue to hold their seat to continue to get their donations flowing they're going to do things that constitute a they because they all share similar okay. well, ideologies on, to do on so. some
0: level that applies to everyone so that's like saying every person is a they because every person wants air every person wants to eat and drink yeah that's, yeah we, we do, that. We do that. say that's that why the word they exist i'm not talking about right. that, right
1: Right, but the, but but we do that. It's the same, and it'll be the same in politics or in business. We say CEOs, they do this. Well, right. they're not all as they. They're not. They're all separate companies. But we all we know that CEOs are going to look out for their company. They're going to look out for their shareholders. They're going to look out for the profit. They're going to look out for their their own uh compensation and maybe that of their board. Oh, they're going to right. be looking out for what's going to be best for. Creating more profit, regardless for their company, like we can look there are at
0: CEOs a of Fortune five hundred companies, they're CEOs of small companies, CEOs of nonprofits. Like they're all kinds mm-hmm. of CEOs. To lump everyone into a category and act like they're all the same is but, problematic. I mean, that, yeah,
2: that's, but, but but see, that's why I asked you the question. And do they present that that we are going? We, we the yeah. people. There is no they. The people? Who is they? We you have to be specific. You have to be specific. Who, that we, who is they? Who are you talking about? We is going to come into play. Who we. is they? Who? 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 Yeah. The, when you say the Congress, we, the people, that they is going to filter into that somewhere. They are going to do this. Right. They are going to say that. They are going so you, to. So you're talking
0: Congress. about. A, so it's so, okay. So you're talking about somebody. Let's say running for office and basically or you maybe be even in office and trying to not take any of the blame for what's happening. Right. Because they're being outvoted, let's say, and or maybe they're in a the minority party right now. And so when they go back to their constituents, they're going to say, you know, I'm fighting for X, Y and Z, but they're doing this other thing. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah. Is it? Is that the way it's presented?
0: It can is that be how they in, that, to the in that particular people? scenario if if a particular representative is being outvoted, right?
2: But when they come together and when they all meet, does they come into play?
0: No, absolutely. When they
2: come not. together.
0: Of course not. Th- then it's we. <laughs>
2: Why not?
0: Because there is no they. It's we. I will look They're at all that. trying to they lobby each other at that me. point for getting their things passed. So what do you mean they? Who's they at that point? Someone in the sky? Who's yeah, that? To people sitting in Congress, they're gonna say they're they're gonna do something. No, we're gonna do something.
1: And right? that, that that goes. I think that goes to. Uh, I'm I'm I could be mistaken, but what Shiva was saying earlier about your point, where your point of view is where you're looking at it from. Yeah, if you're in Congress, you're talking we. Or when you say they, you're referring to the opposition. But right. if you're a citizen and you say they, Congress is one body. It doesn't matter yeah. who's you're exactly. talking about what they're doing here or you're talking about they as in the opposing party from what you're looking at so right. it, it depends on the point of view that you're that's talking from.
0: that's all fair and i'm saying when you reduce the entire conversation to they as if everyone in power is a monolith then you're already losing the fight right or you've already conceded the fight because there you is know no-
2: something mike what, there's, like, there's, no like, back. There's, right? there's no
0: trying to maneuver through that system when it's just this is they, right? So there are no cracks anymore. It's just a big solid block at this point.
2: Right. So that's how people look. You know, when you see, I would say the grassroots people, some of the grassroots I'm not going to generalize it, but I would say some of the uh, grassroots people that are on the ground, they will say, oh Congress, that's putting them all together. Mm-hmm. That's when that they will come in
0: and that's fine to say kind of congress is, is they because it's composed of multiple people right i'm not objecting to that grammatically speaking but i'm saying when you try to act like everyone who holds power not just in, in congress not just in government but even people who have money or resources or whatever right any type of power or influence in society when you when people lump them all together as if they're one unstoppable force of nature yeah. then they're not able to even try to compete in any way or even try to push back or try to get their own interests represented. They're just they're just giving up. Right. Right. Because they're basically saying they're up against uh, uh, God, basically. Right. This unstoppable force of nature. That's this one they. And then, of course, when you have that mentality, why bother voting? They already decided what they're going to do. Right. They already know. They, they know. all. They know what they know. What I'm going to have for breakfast
1: tomorrow. Well, that's uh, I mean, a lot of people feel that way. I mean, because yeah, that's true in their in their daily lives. It, it it feels like it's just more keeps getting piled on so it, in their daily lives they're looking at okay well when the 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 republic was was president or in and that power, that group was in power you know my taxes went up my bills still increased my rent still went up when the Democrat was in my te- taxes went up the bills increased my rent still went up so for them it's just like yeah what's the what's the difference for, for the day-to-day things. Now, we can look at larger points, and you're looking at, especially, like, on international relations, and we're looking at some of the some of the bigger issues, then, yeah, we can see clearly, okay, there's, there's certain agendas when certain groups are in power and certain things happen, uh, but on people's day-to-day lives, what affects them directly, and we've talked about before, like, it generally mm-hmm. tends to be the local politicians that affect their lives more directly, but when they're looking at, you know, these big things, like, oh, well, what does it matter if if, you know, the the donkey or the elephant is in like my day to day life, it's still it's still tough.
0: But then you're going to turn around and not vote because you think that your vote doesn't count. And yet in a local election, right. sometimes is often, you know, it, it could be very close. Right. And we're acknowledging that these local elections determine what happens in our day to day lives the most. Right. right. So saying nothing. You know, my vote doesn't matter. So I'm not going to vote yet they actually could influence a local election, which would make a difference in their lives.
1: Sure. Sure. But I some think
2: some people don't look at it like that, though. So you, you'd be surprised that the people need more education, people, better education. Right, why, exactly. When
0: we, when we go to high schools, right. Civic mm-hmm. education, uh, teach about government. When I was in high school, what did we learn about the president, Congress, maybe the Supreme Court and wars? Right. We didn't learn anything about what local government did. We didn't know that there was a local government. They never mentioned the word assembly or state senate once. City in council, never once. No. City council, forget about it. Community board, are you kidding me? Never. No. never, 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 never. We would have no idea such a thing existed. Right. That's the problem.
1: Right. Right. No. Absolutely. I think you know um, we have to. We have to also. We have to acknowledge that the position that the 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 average citizen is in at the same time, um, and what they're going through and what can be seen from through their eyes, potentially, um, with also educating people on that, you know, local government plays a a very important role, and Uh that that you can have some sort of a say in, in what happens by participating in that or paying attention into that. So I think both have to be, you know, looked at. Oh, we're having a lot of folks in the comments are actually getting on board in this uh, topic as well. Um, I think Jennifer goes to your point. Um, not one single person is to blame the real problem is we're divided and the real issue will never change until we all come together. Um, there was a rebuttal to that unfortunately, people pay attention to either a Democrat or Republican candidate. If we truly want our voices heard, we need to start considering a third party candidate that will align with what we want and start term limits um there is no we huh no to continue my point about there is no
0: they, there's also no <laughs> we. problems that we're so divided but yes we uh-huh. do need to try to find ways to come together
1: yeah so uh, term limits seem to be to be uh what people are agreeing on in the chat um and just saying the whole system needs a renovation. Both sides are outdated. <laughs> okay, but at least, look, these are
0: tangible ideas that people are suggesting, right? That is a better approach for my money than saying they already decided what's gonna happen and we can't change anything. Nothing ever changes, change is not gonna go up and stay home. At least they're saying something in the chat, right? They're saying something needs to be done and these are some things that we could look into doing. Now, I understand people are gonna say, yeah, term limits on, all levels of government might be very difficult to do, but at least they're proposing it. And they're saying this is something that we could strive for. And I think that's what we need to keep in mind, right? That we're going to get frustrated. It's inevitable. We're all frustrated, right? Some more than others. But as long as we're striving for something, as long as we are fighting to make things better, like Jay has talked about, it's a more perfect union. It's never going to be perfect, right? Then we're on the right path as difficult as that can be and as disheartened as many of us are along this journey
1: right yeah there's I mean I I'm of the mind that you know the people together the people United um have the ability to 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 move the needle Um, but absolutely it's easy to understand and we also have to acknowledge that people are disillusioned with that and don't necessarily mm-hmm. believe in that. And 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 it's easy to understand and acknowledge why they don't believe in that. And I think that's where we need to maybe set the first focus, not the first focus, but one of the focuses as far as getting that message out and getting it around that, you know, we can acknowledge why you don't believe that this is possible. So
0: right. Well, one of the things I think we need to fight To do, strive to do is reduce the polarization that we see. And we've talked about how social media has played a role in that, right? It's debatable how big a role, how small a role, but it's certainly part of that discussion. And speaking of social media, it seems like Twitter X is going to start charging people. Is that Um, more polarized, less polarized? I mean, what is that going to do?
1: I think, right. right. So recently on a call, Elon Musk, who is the owner of Twitter now has uh, did a call or interview with um, Benjamin Netanyahu, who was I don't know if he's still pre- PM uh, prime minister of Israel or he, he's, is. he is now because I know he's mm-hmm. been back and forth in different positions. Yeah. Yeah. He's
2: in he's out. He's in and yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, rega- in, 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 in any sense. Um, and in that call, uh, he said that uh, Elon Musk said that he's going to, you know, uh, have to charge charging or alluded to that they was going to move to a subscription model. Now they already have uh, a premium subscriber model that he instituted, uh, I think it was earlier this year, and it's $8 for the premium subscriber model, which gives you the blue verified check, and you get a few more, um, you know, I guess, perks, so to speak. Um, but so this would be less than that $8 a month. And he hasn't specified how much, but he's saying that they're going to move to a, a small monthly payment for users of the X systems. What do you? Well, first of all,
0: here is my beef with Twitter right now. Oh, Uh-oh. I've been posting <laughs> up. This really drives me crazy. I've been posting up small clips from the Queenslink City Hall rally. And they've been on my stories to show people highlights from the event. And what I would do is I would take a little, you know, 30 second to one minute video and put it on Twitter as well. Right. Now I believe Twitter defaults to 45 seconds or up to 45 seconds for a video. And then it wants you to pick where you're know, where. If you if you upload the say a minute video, it comes mm-hmm. in and pick which 45 seconds you want or whatever. But right. the bottom line on that is it seems like no matter what you do, when you post a video to Twitter, it dislodges the visual from the audio at some point in the video. And I don't understand why they can't get this algorithm correct. Now I was googling it, there are workarounds, or like you can watch to see when it happens. And then you're trying to make those conversations yourself. So you can make a Twitter version of the video where the audio and the video doesn't match in order to so that, so that when Twitter screws it up, it'll screw it up onto the right place accidentally. That's ridiculous to make people have to do such a thing. Why the hell is Twitter not able to process a video and not make it look like the mouths are moving like this and, and the words come out a second or two later
1: because they're they're working off of a skeleton crew right now um when musk took over he fired 7500 people got rid of a bunch of departments dissolved the board took it private and he's basically running off a skeleton crew and that's why a lot of things aren't getting dealt with a lot of the um uh, monetization of certain things aren't being taken care of that's why rolls out rollouts or updates to certain features aren't being dealt with because they don't have a lot of people there now that that point that you're making also happens in other places i've seen it in instagram especially if a a video loops a couple of times sometimes the audio gets off for some reason um for these clips that's an engineer has to get in there some engineers have to get in there and do something
0: they've been fine on instagram and fine on facebook but on twitter every single one of them at a certain point in the video. It's it's weird because it's not immediate. So it wouldn't even be an easy fix where you keep like, okay, I'm just gonna delay it by a couple frames because it isn't is it it's not constant, right? So it might be good for the first 15 20 seconds, and all of a sudden, it's getting increasingly worse.
1: Right? It's happening in the processing. Once you upload it, their computers process it. And what they do is that they're going to to take it from the the level that you've got it because you probably send it in. And said, let's say, for example, at a five megabyte file, um and they're going to try to process it down YouTube does the same thing process it down to something that's much smaller so it can be delivered faster for different devices and over different networks um so it's happening in that process so whatever algorithm is running there is screwing something up but you would think for so YouTube- a social media site like that that would be a priority to fix and this isn't a new
0: thing the same right. thing happened when I was uploading videos for the Queen's Link rally on the boardwalk in october of last year so almost a year ago it was happening probably even before then.
1: i don't know why they haven't fixed it in all this time and now they want oh, me to pay so let me ask is, is, is would that preclude you from uh, exclude you from paying for your uh, twitter usage <laughs> it would exclude me it would exclude we and it would exclude they so i think a lot of people are going <laughs> to leave twitter in that case and, and we yeah,
2: talked about it would exclude me
1: yeah i in this mean case, there is a thing mm-hmm. i think the problem the the bigger issue here is not just that i mean twitter is a private company now and and he can can do what he wants to do with it the problem is that and we talked about this a long time ago before that twitter had become kind of the de facto modern public square and that a private person can come in and take that over and just change the direction of it is 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 going to be felt it's not going to be something that's going to be readily um you know, resolved because so many places utilize this this new public square or this town hall or whatever i forget what the terminology was but public square um even to the point that earlier this year uh the town new york square. city yeah town square the, the new york city government said that we're no longer going to be posting updates on twitter because it has become an unreliable venue to right. disseminate information and that was after musk's rollout so
0: to this be fair, is right to be fair it isn't only twitter it's all of social media that's thought of as the new town square so we don't need it to be twitter it could be other it- platforms as well yeah but twitter is so very different AI? Than,
2: than is other AI- sorry it's a i coming into play now is it being is it coming more to the forefront as to why um you're having that issue
1: no with this Mike? this is this is musk this is completely musk so musk i came think she's in. asking wait wait uh shiba you asking about the issue
0: i brought up about the videos not syncing properly
2: right do they have how wh- where is ai in all of this because i've been what? getting in all of this social media platform Social media. Where does AI fit in in all of this? I've I've gotten on, as a matter of fact, I got on Twitter and they said, Oh, AI can help you do this and make it better for you and blah blah blah. blah, I know
0: know. actually, I know you're talking about on LinkedIn when you go to make a post now, it's like let AI draft the post for you.
2: So is AI driving that what on Twitter? no
1: ai could be utilized as a a a tool to make your posts maybe to to optimize so to speak or that's that's kind of the theory that you'd be able to optimize your post um but in in as far as running of twitter or the 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 environment that's going on and what's prompting these changes this is more of musk and his megalomania in my opinion um and it's he has a history of doing this (laughs) Well, he has a history of doing this. He's done this in, in his other com- companies as well. But the problem is here is the importance of what Twitter was to, to just society and discourse. Um, and he's, you know, he, he overpaid. He, he talked stuff. He came out. He had to pay like 44, 45 billion to buy Twitter. And then he found that it wasn't worth it. And he couldn't back out of it. And so he ended up having it. But now I think another larger point is he's turning it into a conservative and uh kind of a, a hate speech type of bastion a place and cutting features and making people try to pay for it so he can make his money back because as soon as he bought in advertisers ditched they they left the platform because hate speech increased on their his p- personal views and the things he was saying the things he was doing like you know he would fire people that disagreed with him um or said something that he didn't like um and he's done that and he did that in his Tesla stuff too like in the new truck and whatnot some guy criticized him on Twitter so he went in and canceled their order for the for the new upcoming uh truck right personal you said that
0: Twitter was different when it comes to a social media platform yeah as it relates to the new town hall idea right why is it different
1: I it's different than other social media platforms yeah because Twitter's main focus was discourse Instagram was images right uh Facebook was more sharing um between family and friends because you had a limited uh, uh connection account that you could get into right, right. um wh- what YouTube was video sharing and and film creation telling those stories right. Twitter was discourse and the
0: LinkedIn is for professional contacts
1: Right. And Twitter was discourse, telling, um, disseminating information, news. I mean, news news broke there first, you know, before anywhere else. The thing about
0: that, though, is it's also, I think, as we've discussed previously, an inherently polarizing platform because it didn't give you a lot of characters. And I guess you could pay for more characters now. Right. But that was the whole idea of Twitter, that you had to make your point quick and get out. Mm-hmm. and that doesn't incentivize nuanced discussion or a whole lot of compassionate discussion right that's basically screw you no screw you and that's been a big problem with it
1: right um but i don't think it was a i don't think there was a real problem with it before musk came in in that about, regard really when did musk come in this when what the past he, year when sure, wasn't it you're saying yeah, Twitter only became yeah. a problem
0: as far as the extreme polarization in the past year?
1: No, I'm not. talking. I'm talking about as far as the platform itself. What people do with it is something yeah. that's going to be a little bit different. But I'm talking, the about inherently,
0: though. I'm talking about really from the beginning of Twitter inherently because you said that it was designed for discourse. And I agree with that sentiment. But I think the other side to that is that it's inherently a polarizing platform because it doesn't give you a lot of time and space to develop your argument. That's not what it's for. It's not for well thought out, well reasoned, developed arguments. It's for people basically yelling at each other to, you know, to be a little. Simplistic. No,
1: It's it's not for people. Yell. It was it's for quick updates. It's for quick stuff. it, it evolved into people using it for for longer discussion. Right. Like if you're looking for, for a okay. long thought out, that was that was blog platforms. That was wordpress that was um tumblr well not really right. tumblr but blog type of platforms this was this was called mini blogging and it right. was for people to put you know it wasn't necessarily for that but people started communicating people started reaching out having these discussions yes. and the whole idea of what was 140
0: characters or less they keep changing
1: originally, originally it was 140 yeah
0: yeah that, yeah that whole idea that whole premise does not encourage much discussion, right? Much debate, much nuance. That that's oh. really for sound bites. That's a, whether that was the intent mm-hmm. or not. That's what you're going to get with that kind of platform.
1: And you would get some people are going. to Yeah, people would use that way. Not everyone uses it that way, but well, some people. Will, may, but by people and large, it's secret that Twitter is
0: home to more extremists than other platforms.
1: Mm, I would probably agree with that outside of reddit <laughs> but I was yeah i probably right, agree right well reddit, i probably
0: I'm agree with subreddits and different communities too. I mean, twitter twitter you'll find some of that too but i guess right. looking at it on the whole here I, I, I do think on the whole well, what about reddit i mean reddit is a good one
1: is reddit reddit's for discussion isn't it reddit's a different <laughs> type of discussion though that's you can do these longer Longer yeah. posts and, and things like that. Twitter was a microblog platform, isn't and it that was less inherently boring. Was,
2: was it Twitter something that kept it short and sweet? Because I haven't seen yeah people go over. That's what I always took Twitter for. You know, you keep it short and sweet, and you right. move on.
0: Exactly. That's why I'm saying, I and mean, we talked about this. Those that is short and sweet, but. The extreme voices then get echoed the most. It doesn't really leave you a lot of room to say, well, there's some of this and some of that. And, right. just uh, back yeah. it up. and it doesn't really give you like a, a, a lot of space to give yeah, a very so to, no yeah. reasoned, well-thought-out reasoned, well argument. It's just really more for saying, you know, this is what it is, like it or, or not. Right. And then yeah. people will retweet it, repost it. And then it basically does devolve and it just people shouting back and forth.
1: Well, I that's think sure that's seen that. <laughs> That's more of usage instead of what the platform was. Yeah, but the,
0: uh, the idea of it's gotta be a you know, very limited number of characters. I think that lends itself to that effect. You can't really divorce the two.
1: I think you can, um, because not everybody uses it that way. Not everybody, but more people do. We talk there's about there's no the- we, there's no, there's no they, Mike. <laughs> right, but you can
0: look at trends. You can look at trends. You right? can. Yes, absolutely, yeah, and, and you can look at what's happening on Twitter as compared to other platforms.
1: You, you can. It, like again, it was people use the different platforms in different ways because of what, whatever their platforms mean, limitations, right? Of the platforms. limitations, you main know, product, features, all of that. The platform. right, right, right. And that's my point. And also, we talked about the algorithms, right? The algorithms yeah, is a problem. A more extreme type right. rhetoric. Now that's a di- that is a, is a different story. I would divorce the algorithm, the rise of algorithms, from the platforms themselves, because all of the platforms have them. Wait, wait. I, I say that because all the platforms have algorithms that do the exact same thing. They all try to reinforce whatever it is that you're seeing over because their idea is that this will increase engagement. Oh, you what? Right. Like, you saw this, you read this, you like this. Here, have everything else that we've got to offer that, because now you're going to want even more of it. And that's something that shared all platforms of institute and sure. But institute the algorithms.
0: algorithms are pushing. But that wasn't event, original. No, I know. But the algorithms that are put the, so the algorithms push posts and content that's right. likely to get more engagement to the front, right? And the, the ones that aren't to the back. And so they're looking at what's getting the most echoes on Twitter already What's getting the most retweets and engagement and comments and that kind of thing. And that's already more extremist type content, generally speaking, because the 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 platform itself, even pre-algorithm incentivizes that type of content. And so the algorithm is only really reinforcing what the platform is already doing.
2: So are you saying that um, Elon Musk uh, took, Elon Musk take this over for that purpose to control all of that. Did I think. Part it,
1: I think part, part of, it of it was it? for him to do, for him to do, control the world discourse in the way that he wanted to do it. I because he could have got. I mean, if he wanted a platform just to have a free speech platform like he says, he could have bought True Social that was up for sale. I mean, at one point Kanye was going to buy it, right? Um, uh-huh. That was up for sale and that bills itself as a free speech platform. He could have had one built. He, he wanted this one because, one, it was the biggest. It was the one that had the most importance to it as far as goes to uh, worldwide and global discourse, one that he could put his face in front of because he's, you know, an egotistical narcissist like that. And so he's, he's changing it into a platform that's probably a little bit more like a, a, a true social because... What happened was when he came back in, he's like, "Okay, free speech. I'm I'm all for this free speech. Let's reinstate these accounts. That. Let's reinstate these accounts of people who were previously kicked out for not following standards of, uh, uh-huh. you know, not disseminating hate speech, not disseminating dangerous propaganda, and let's put them back in. And then everything increased, and that's what brought, got him into trouble with various organizations like the ADL. He's actually supposedly suing the ADL." Because he's saying that they're they're the reason why his uh, the revenue dropped on Twitter, because they're putting pressure. Organizations like that are putting pressure on brands to stay away from his platform because of there's too much free speech. And so it's it's he's he's, you don't think though that part
0: of that was a financial strategy on his behalf. He thought controversy sells essentially. And he thought putting these accounts back is going to is going to incentivize more engagement. You know whether it's good or bad or whatever it's yeah. just going to get more people talking and that's going to drive up traffic and that's going to be a, a positive financial incentive for him
1: no i, I don't i don't think so I, I i don't think so because um i think i think he's on that side of that same that same right wing type of ideology that that tries to mask saying whatever you want as free speech and maybe i don't know if you would call that a libertarian type of view or conservative or whatever you oh, would call it
0: but, but also isn't it kind of phony because the, phony. he doesn't really support free speech because he he'll punish people who say things that he disagrees with
1: absolutely and and he's got a track record of of doing so um and he's he uses it to his to to his his own thrills in his own benefit. I mean, even before he bought Twitter, we saw what he did with with Twitter when he manipulated the cryptocurrency market to his own benefit. So he would go in. You don't,
0: and, but you don't think any of this is an attempt to make money
1: on his behalf? I think part of it is money, but yeah. also part of it is just because he can. Like he believes he has the right to. I mean, and, and part of that is what has made him probably successful so, because, right. you know, he's got his space company. He's got all of this stuff. So, I mean, I we're saying essentially, this whole conversation can be broken down into he wants to be there. he wants to be there, basically he wants to be that, <laughs> he yeah. to be that he's, accomplished <laughs> he's accomplished it by yeah. being able to buy Twitter, taking it public, firing all the previous the board and all the previous people mm-hmm. in there changing who's in there. And, you know, now now I think he is in a in a in a he's got to make money, right? He's already spent $44 billion on this platform. And it didn't go probably Mm -hmm. the way he expected it to because half of all his advertisers bounced as soon as he bought it. um, And the public sentiment is not not with him on it. Um, I think for most people saying this, this name change and whatnot is not very much of a, a, a good move business wise. But I think he's looking to build something bigger, but also looking to control the, the conversation. He wants he wants Twitter or X now to be this massive platform that controls like your your um finance exchange or whatever other things he wants to put in there. But I don't I don't think it's gonna get there if you change it to a subscription only model. all right The people that made Twitter are gonna leave. There's only gonna be a, a small group that's gonna be there that's not gonna make up the, the amount of money that. Twitter was making through advertising. They did 750 million in 2022 before he bought it. Half of those advertisers left. He instituted the subscription for Twitter blue. That's only probably brought in about 5 million in revenue. He's still a far cry from what Twitter was doing when Twitter was, even though it wasn't a perfect platform, what it was before he came in and did all of the stuff he's doing.
0: Right, yeah. so do you think the world would be a better place or a worse place or would there be no change? without
1: Twitter um I think I think it personally I think it would be a a little worse in some ways and maybe a little better in other ways um but there are still other platforms that people can migrate to Mm. there's going to be a little bit of a difference in how they utilize those platforms it's not a discourse based platform like anytime you know, with Twitter specifically, anytime something was happening or going to happen, I would go to Twitter first because they would get the information would be disseminated there much faster than news outlets and journalists could do it, oh, um, because sure. they've got to write a story, they got to go through the editing. Now it can be uh-huh. mistake stuff, but if you're putting up videos and this that, you can get the, the up to the minute. Remember when the protests were happening? Mm-hmm. We're up videos that, that the when that- <laughs> audio the picture that are out of sync. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we saw in real time things like the Arab Spring play out on Twitter. Right. We saw Occupy Even when
0: Wall Osama bin Laden was being killed. Right. You had a guy tweet from that area. Uh, right. Right. I mean, and school on,
1: helicopters above and everything. Right. School shootings immediately. It gets to Twitter. Students are able to say that right away and people can spread that information immediately than it would get if it went to the news. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll be a little bit worse in that way. Um, some of the the the, the way twitter is used might be a little bit better served not being around but i think I mean, right then you have platforms like threads which might benefit from it yeah yeah i think they're they're moving too slowly in their rollout they're going to miss their chance i think to be what twitter wants
0: well possibly but
1: there still needs to
0: be a platform for people to migrate to i agree people if are trying to they're... that subscription-based
1: mm-hmm. model right there are there are other platforms that people are trying to replace place their Twitter affiliation with there's like um what is it uh well there's threads um then there's what is it Bluehost Mm -hmm. and uh there's a couple of other ones but
0: all right so we've got a we're we're running late let's get the poll question out and I think we wanted to briefly go over our poll results from last week yes okay so the poll question of the week is would you pay to use Twitter
1: yeah I say no I'm not paying to use
2: no, it. I, at all.
0: I barely use it I mean I've got an account and I'll post things up on mm-hmm. it but nah it's, it's not worth paying for mm-hmm. in my opinion.
1: right I think some things have definitely gotten worse algorithms have messed up engagement to some to a lot of degree but anyway well let's let's get into the poll from last week yeah um, and we're seeing in the chat no is definitely saying there why why is Lixa jinxing me and that's just not very nice
2: Jinx
1: jinxing you? yeah she said jinx and then put put my name next to me that's that's just not cool um so anyway let's get to Coca-Cola. is that what that means
0: huh that, does that mean you owe her coca-cola now
1: I have no idea speaking of Coca-Cola, what it was did... uh jinx yeah, May- real, real quick real uh, quick when's the last time you guys saw a coca-cola in a bottle like the the bottle with the the metal cap
2: Oh it was at a restaurant
1: in the a city, while. but it was Mexican Coke. Well right in the States.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm saying in New York City, okay. they sold Mexican
1: Coke. Yeah. Because yeah. there's I was at a restaurant here um a couple of days ago and it was on the bottle on the on the shelf they had, you know, or the, in the refrigerator, they were pulling out, you know, bottles of, of coke. This was in the glass bottle, the old one with like the the I don't know mm-hmm. how whatever that shape is, the in and whatnot. The combo and, shape yeah and oh, so yeah the bottle. i mean basically yeah um my friend was like i'm like wow i'm like wow that's you know it's been a long time since seeing that and my friend's like oh that's just normal like it's not weird. in the states not in the states they don't really sell those anymore I yeah remember they moved away
0: the from last as the norm a while ago they became plastic
1: right oh. uh well not for the cola i mean aluminum
0: yeah, so i feel like two liters because those those oh, to- oh, those. i'm not talking about two. i'm talking about the, the individual. So yeah. Right. But I'm saying it used to all be glass, and then we right. moved the plastic and in the cans, yeah
1: so. All right. so the poll, let's get to the poll. Last week's poll was, can you be pro-immigrant while also acknowledging there is a resource problem? And this was prompted by what was going on in the news with Mayor Eric Adams talking about the the issues that New York City is facing with this influx of so many uh, migrants at, at such a short amount of time and not being able to properly deal with the, the situation. And so um, we put the poll out. And what did what did you expect that the results would be here? We figured that uh, what? I that it was possible? Not possible?
0: No, I, I expected people to say yes. The majority of people say it is possible.
1: All right, well, they, they are with you 90% said yes, 10% said no, it's it's not possible. Um, but 90% said yes, some some criticize the the uh, the way that it was the, the premise of the question of the question, right?
0: You know, and right. You people say it's possible, but then there might be some disagreement as to how where to draw the line, I guess
1: right well one comment said there are plenty of good data that show that over time immigrants create employment and economic activity at higher rates than us-born people however in the short-term massive influx of immigrants can cause economic and resource strains more than one thing can be true at a time i i understand what they're saying but i think they're kind of missing the point of this situation here mm-hmm. of what's happening right now i mean some of those things you know could what? be true, but when we've got migrants that are that are sleeping on the street Um, because there's just Mm -hmm. lack of resources or places to put them. I don't think this has anything to do with their future um, employment and economic creation activities. This means what's happening right now in this situation.
0: Right. And there's also a difficulty in terms of allowing them to work and their efforts to try to change the law to make it easier for them to get work permits and work, because there is that philosophy that's out there that not everyone agrees with, but that migrants will be less of a burden on the system if they're contributing to the economy and working legally, right? Because if they're not, then the ones who are here are going to rely on assistance from the government, which obviously puts a further strain on our resources.
1: Right. Um, and, and, yeah. and one point on that, uh, the work permits, um, migrants are allowed to get them, but it takes time. And so they're looking to rush that basically so they could start looking for work immediately.
0: Right, but isn't it also temporary and limited? Also,
1: um, it it might be.
2: I think I think it is, yeah. It might, yeah.
1: But I think even even if let's say, okay, I mean, okay, they're they're allowed to to work, they're allowed to search, look for work. Um, what does that do with the immediate need if people are sleeping on the street? They I mean. There still needs to be housing help. There still needs to be mm-hmm. opportunity help. There, there needs to be just more than one way of. Oh, own. yeah, absolutely. But I think the theory, though, is that if you get more people
0: working, ultimately, they'll be able to afford these things themselves.
1: Um, yeah, but I
2: they're mean, making a, a nice salary too. you have to look at the salary that they're making as well
0: there is yeah, no they. They have, yeah. <laughs> who's, who's 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 they who's making the salary
2: oh, i mean the uh migrants the salary that they will be making
0: you mean they it's will be them what
1: job they have
2: yeah their jobs you get a job but so you get a job you could be making eight dollars an hour what are you going to do with that and fifteen dollars an hour how what are you going to do with that i thought US you were C? saying
0: that all the migrants were getting the same job no okay
2: no i'm just saying in terms of the salary the, uh, on those when they're saying oh they can go in um and sustain themselves through jobs but yeah. you know I, I agree with getting a that's job that's hmm? yeah.
0: no, a very valid point because and i see people making this as well when the question comes up they're saying okay it sounds good in theory or on paper i right. guess to allow people to get jobs but like sheba asks what kind of jobs are people going to be getting and is it really going to alleviate the burden On our tax base because they're still going to be highly subsidized because most people are not going to be at the entry level making enough money to support themselves. Right,
1: Right. and and yeah, Uh, and then there's going to be the language barrier that's going to be limiting their their opportunities. Uh, Definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure any little bit helps, and it also being able to work and receive your own money, however small, would also be something. for the migrants themselves because you know a lot of people you know they want to contribute to their own livelihood um and would prefer not to just sit or sit and, and get this um subst- uh, what this this help so to speak um but I think just talking about them getting getting the ability to work right now is a much bigger is a small part of a bigger issue you know um and I think what was it some people even some new yorkers and had mentioned you know this could also be an issue with people that are living here that are competing for these jobs uh as Uh well and then you know what what do we do about that as well
2: right have you looked in it indeed i've looked on indeed and 50 plus applicants have gone for one position
1: Oh, that's that's small. Plus. There'd be like a hundred, there'd be like a hundred and fifty, two hundred.
2: Yeah, but when I say fifty plus, that means they're not gonna even mention the number. <laughs> they just say fifty plus. So you can imagine not even
1: looking at those, they're not even looking at those. That's another big problem, is they're using these ATS uh systems, right? That are that are automatically scanning resumes for keywords to put certain candidates into a smaller pile for someone to a human to actually look at. So most people are getting eliminated by a computer system before they even get to the point. Um, so I think it's, it's a big problem, though. People are, are, you know, the more immigrants keep coming in, New York has a limited amount of resources. That's just a simple fact. Um, our poll was asking, you know, because Mayor Adams is getting criticized from now from the left that he's anti-immigrant. Some were calling him black Trump because they're saying that he's using the same talking points as, as Trump um, or something similar. Like, is there no nuance in that? Right. discussion? But you know, it's interesting. So I just saw a video
0: of public advocate Jumani Williams speaking on this, and he was critical of the mayor for the way the mayor has been talking about this. But if you listen to what he's saying, he's kind of saying the same thing as the mayor. He's saying we have to be mindful of the problem that opposes for New Yorkers who have been here while also being compassionate. I think maybe the gripe is with language that is considered alarmist by some, like saying people are going to destroy New York City. I think maybe that's really what upsets people about it. But if you're really breaking it down into what the mayor is really trying to get at, I think, he's basically saying the same thing, that it's not a knock on immigrants, it's not being anti-immigrant or anti-migrant or anti-asylum seeker. He, in fact, the mayor has appeared at events saying we need to be compassionate and show compassion to everyone seeking help, right? But we also can't ignore the reality that we're in, that resources are limited and that people can suffer, as a result of something like every agency having to be cut all services having to be yeah. cut i mean that is a disastrous situation for everyone and so you know i, I don't really know that someone like Jumani williams and someone like eric adams are really saying mm, things that are much different maybe it's just the the words that are being used or the, some of the language some of the rhetoric you know i don't know but i think everyone is kind of saying the same thing on this mm-hmm. um well not everyone
2: not I everyone. I think I but, you know,
0: but it's just interesting yeah. to me how Jumani Williams, a public advocate, has represented that political left in New York City. And he's not really deviating too far from the mayor, even though he is criticizing. Him.
1: I think um, the, what was the quote that uh, Adam said about? I think it was the, our compassion is maybe limited, but our resources are not or something in that regard. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point where the really the crux of it i mean we can have all of the the compassion and empathy in the world but that still is going to come up against a budget at some point unfortunately Um, and and it's it's not even for you know we're looking at bringing people in and then you still got people that are already here as citizens that are, are in the city that We're already feeling the crunch before this. Uh And so now it's going to be an added burden on all resources. Um, And not saying it's not one to take. It's saying that we have to be realistic about maybe how much the system can handle. uh, Because even if you take in everybody um, and and then now you've got migrants on the street, I mean, are you really helping them to the level that you may have promised as, as being a sanctuary city? Right. If people are are now living on the street as opposed to whatever their condition was before, we've got to be able to provide those services and understand there's a budget. And this is, I think, what he was asking for. Like, let's get some help from the rest of the the state. There is plenty of space in the state, but I think the governor. And we have to be mindful. I
0: mean, some people only come in with this attitude of just don't let anyone in. Okay. The laws are what they are, the process is what it is. So, in the meantime, if we're not at that level let's say that that's the level even the mayor would want hypothetically speaking let's say that that was true that still doesn't deal with the reality of the situation on the ground and having to do something based on the spot that we find ourselves in now
1: right 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 um and then now even the um the biden administration is is piling on on the same train putting um some criticism against uh Mayor Adams. They're shifting. They're shifting blame on um, to Adams for saying that he didn't have any exit strategy. Everyone is doing this. Okay. Huh? Everyone is doing this, right?
2: Yeah, right. right. That's what. They're but doing. it's like it's like
1: yeah. I, I, I get that saying. Okay, you had no exit strategy, but a hundred thousand, over a hundred thousand in a year is is a pretty significant number. Like what I think that would overrun. I'm sorry. And then what was, you know, what was Adam's entrance homes. strategy, according to Biden? Um, I I didn't see what there was an entrance strategy you
2: like. You know what, the mayor like, you, you're not, you're, decided and, and New York Anderson. to be a
1: sanctuary city, or
0: just like the right. mayor was involved in the consent decree that happened in 1981 that said under the New York State Constitution we have to take care of people who are here. But, that but you know something,
2: right? But you know something, they did not solve the homeless problem. The homelessness down in the city, they hadn't solved that problem. So why would you take on people that have to go into those shelters when you haven't solved the original problem? Because uh, the last I heard, and I could be wrong, and I quote, they had so many children. This is before the migrants arrived. They had so many uh, families with children that they could fill Yankee Stadium and overflow. That issue wasn't taken care of. So why would you, you know, why would he? But you have to realize
0: other states were sending people to New York City and New York State because they knew that New York couldn't turn them away by law. And this is, again, right. this is true. so take the migrants out. I mean, you're talking about homeless people, American citizens were being no, sent, I'm just saying, tickets it, to, it, sent to New York because they knew New York couldn't turn them away.
2: Right. But I'm just saying there was an issue already there that, you know, I understand the sanctuary city, but there was an issue. That was already not being handled properly. Now you have migrants that have come here and they're they're homeless. The
1: I say, street. I say, man. As, as you were saying, like, you, you've already got a significant homeless population and homeless issue in the city. Why do you think that you would be able to be a sanctuary city okay. and take all newcomers when you already can't deal with who's already here? But again, we have to be careful when we talk about sanctuary city, right?
0: That didn't mean we take everyone. What it meant was So so it kind of went through a few different iterations over time, right? I I believe Mayor Koch was the first person to make that policy, but it really came up again under the de Blasio administration when Trump was the president. And what it really meant at that time was we weren't going to allow ICE and the federal authorities under Trump's purview to come right. into the schools and come into our city. So our local authorities, right? The NYPD, our local police officers, we're not going to cooperate with Trump's goons as they came in to try right. to, to to tear kids away from their families and put them in cages at the border. That's right. what it meant when they said New York was a sanctuary city. It didn't yes. mean bring on every migrant. And that
1: that's a different conversation that we're having now, right? Right. Well, right. they but took they advantage shouldn't. of that. They took right. advantage of that. And they said, oh, well. Exactly. You know
0: that." And also the exactly. consent decree from 1981 that said that New York has to provide care for anyone who's homeless.
1: Right. Uh, there's a question in the chat asking, could Adams turn away the migrants as a sanctuary state? Well, the state isn't a sanctuary state. It's a city. It's New York City, if I'm not right. a state.
2: New York City. New York City is a sanctuary right. city. Right, New York City. The state is and, not. And
1: Adams has no control over the state. He's just the mayor of
0: New York City. No. Right. But, right. Yeah, no, the, the problem is that you really, you really can't stop them. As of as of now. Right. There are attempts being made to try to change the law and change the policy. But given the way the system is currently set up,
1: our hands are pretty much tied in uh-huh. um, this that it's saying, But New York was already a sanctuary state. All of New York state has been since 2017. The state is. Um, I'm, I'm unaware of that. Um, if
2: Fine so, too, yeah. how are
0: you defining sanctuary states? The problem is that people use this phrase sanctuary as a political football to say, basically, people on the right use it to say, you know, look, look at what you're doing. You're destroying America by being sanctuary. You have to actually be specific about what policy you're referring to, right? Like I said, there was a consent decree going back to 1981, talking about New York having to take care of it's homeless population and not not having the ability to turn people away. If they come that in state and or city, that was state that was New York. That was. But and, and then, the like I said, Mayor Koch said we are a sanctuary city under de Blasio sanctuary city. And that was about ICE and the federal government not coming in and taking kids out of schools. And so these are different policies that we have, right? Some are policies of the city. Some are interpretations of the state constitution that have been ruled on by courts and so there are different policies in place but it you know it isn't like people use it like as as a magic phrase sanctuary city and that means something I mean you got to be very specific about what you're actually talking about and not just repeat something that's a talking point that's trying to that's used to to try to further an agenda right
1: Right. so that was the the so that I think the question is an attempt to get clarification on on that very point asking if since New York is calls itself that and whether it's uh, applicable or not can they turn away any migrants? Is it possible for them to turn them away if they're you know, sent there?
2: New York State, no, they're here. doing it here state, in New York the State. Here's the thing:
1: the state isn't doesn't
0: have a, a border. Like the state isn't a country. Once they're in the right. US, a state can't right. so you can't kick somebody out of the state, right? We don't support people from the state. And the law in New York is anyone homeless, we have to take care of it. We gotta provide them shelter and care. And so what are we gonna do?
2: Right. So Mike, they, they have made, uh, as I was I mentioned to you earlier, there are 12 counties up here that said no to migrants.
0: They're saying they're not going to provide
2: the assistance. Right. Exactly. And they uh, have stopped them from coming. And that's been happening for ever since this. Um, they took some in, but then after they took those few in, they said no more
0: so how would they kick them out like let's say someone had a place to stay there what what would happen
2: it's temporary what do you mean temporary maybe three to six months they could stay but they that you know they had um what is it uh, an injunction or temporary Oh, Oh.
0: okay temporary restraining I, i got you right
2: Right. So they say, oh, you can I'm stay here just, three to six months. Yeah, but you have to, to go. go back. A
0: county deporting someone, right? I mean, that's not a thing. They can they can mm-hmm. refuse services, and right, they can try to push back against the policy and say we're not going to cooperate, or, you know, or our law enforcement can be directed to act a certain way. But when you're talking about someone physically being there, I mean, how is the county get to come in and deport them back to Central America?
2: Oh no, they're not saying that. They're taking them. They're like they have to go back to New York City. I mean, they right. can't deport them and like that. How
0: are they going to do that even?
1: I I think think it, we're not going to provide any assistance. Is it a preemptive thing? Because I think isn't Mayor Adams one thing he thinks he was asking for is asking the governor for is to try to get some of the other counties and cities to to help? Yeah. so maybe it's a preemptive thing. They're like, "Look, we're not gonna, we're we don't want to participate in this." Absolutely, right. the state is
0: saying that, the governor is saying that, and the counties, right. the upstate are saying that. They're all saying that. They're
2: saying New York there City are.
0: has to take the entire responsibility.
2: Right. Yeah. So yep. Maybe it's yep. preemptive.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, no, I think what Sheba is saying is that they're not providing shelter for them.
1: So there, there oh, are. Yep, yep. Are they there? And they are not providing shelter. Is I,
2: that, they provided shelter, but I think it's limited. The time is limited, and they're trying think, to yeah.
0: discourage people from coming up there. Right. Saying, right? Our policies so are not so friendly. Not I need, think the
2: time I, from not what I have I an said.
0: environment that you're going to want to be in. Right.
2: Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I it, think it's 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 a big issue. It's a big problem, and it is. Uh, The ability to take care of the migrants, to be able to help them uh, in a respectable manner is one that needs to be looked at. But also looking at um, New Yorkers needs and the budget that's supposed to serve them as well is going to be important.
2: Yeah, because within New York State, they have a lot of. um, uh, They're trying, they're fighting homelessness and food insecurities, so they don't need to add to that. And it's not that they, they're not thinking about not being compassionate, but they are probably stretched to the limit when it comes well,
1: yeah, capacity is probably at an issue.
2: Yeah. And don't
1: forget, we're also we're also still, you know, kind of uh, coming out of uh, budget issues or, or income issues due to the COVID um, extended right. lockdown period. So a lot of people are running it to the line. I yeah. so just saw this might be the the
0: legislation that Alixa in the chap was mentioning in 2017. it was an assembly bill dubbed the new york state liberty act now this looks like it was only passed by the assembly i'm not sure if this was actually passed by the senate as well and signed by the governor but what it would do is it would prohibit state and local police from conducting stops or arrests based solely on perceived immigration status Right. And prevent government agencies from acquiring about immigration status. And it's, that's it's something that different. New York City certainly adheres to. I mean, it, it might be right. different across the state. But in New York City, the NYPD doesn't ask. Well, they're not allowed to ask you what your immigration status is if you were to call them to report a crime, let's say, or if you're interacting. Right. They're not supposed to go there even. Some people are afraid that they will or it'll be discovered, right? And they don't. This is oftentimes why immigrant communities are victimized by crime because the perpetrators know that the immigrants will be reluctant to call the police out of fear that their immigration status is mm-hmm right and right. So they get preyed upon more because of that um, Right, so in the city the cops are not allowed to interrogate or ask you what your immigration status is um, in, in an interaction like that so it looks but like the- in 2017 something was passed by the assembly that would apply that principle statewide from what I'm seeing here so the city council passed a resolution celebrating that and saying yes we are a sanctuary city you know they use that phrase in this particular resolution but it says that the assembly passed it, which suggests to me that it was not passed and signed into law by the whole state.
1: But I think that also speaks to your point, Mike, when you were saying that 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 technically refers to something different than what we're seeing with the migrant crisis. Right. That's, oh, that's about that's about police stopping people that are here and, and basically give me your papers type of thing. Whereas um, the, the migrant crisis is a, is a little bit different than that. Um, it's here we not go. Even,
0: uh, to follow up on that point in 2017 so, so it looks like the assembly passed this in February of 2017 in September of 2017 Governor Cuomo issued an executive order prohibiting state agencies and officers from inquiring about or disclosing an individual's immigration status unless required by law or necessary to determine eligibility for a benefit or a service and so from what I'm gathering here the Senate did not actually pass it it was an executive order enacted by the governor but again, that's something different. The context of that is a little different.
1: Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, I it's, mean, um, it, it's, it's kind of crazy to see how, you know, I, I mean, now, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of, of, of Adams, in a lot of things. But, you know, I, I think the reality that he's facing in this, in this specific instance, I mean, is it's it's not hyperbole to say that, you know, there's, you know, we're going to have a budget crisis, we're going to lose, you know, we're going to have to cut places, we're going to have to cut some things to to be able to continue the way we're continuing without help.
0: It just seems like everyone has jumped on his saying that the migrants will destroy New York City.
1: Right. I think if he said it that way, I can understand that. If he said it like this crisis will destroy New York City, I think it's a little different. But I think even oh, saying words, that, get, words get twisted. Right. I
0: guess we should vote. Right. Exactly <laughs> but even her, saying that I think he's using the word destroy. Right. Because even if he were to say this crisis will destroy New York City, you know, the tweet. Right. Here we go. The
1: first tweet is going to be he just said <laughs> immigrants <laughs> destroy New York City. It's not the yeah. tweet. It's going to be the person behind it that wants to make a specific point. They want to. Sure. They want to sure. uphold their very biased point, and we talked about it earlier. They're retreating to their to their tribe sides, and they're talking are
0: being constrained by 140 characters or whatever it is. Right? There isn't much room to be like, "What, <laughs> what he <laughs> was this," but what he actually meant was this. But what I think is this. It's just no. He said, "Because I only have one sentence to say this." He said, "Immigrants are going to destroy New York City." Full stop. Boom. You Next tweet
1: more than one tweet. Yeah. You are not, not stop. Limited by only tweeting hey, one. But you. That's not how the platform really works. It's it is. Important. People do threads all the time they do and that's wow. a workaround that's a that's like a, a loophole for twitter so uh okay so Lixis is um she says i i regress can can adams i guess she's adjusting her question can adams turn away the migrants as a sanctuary city but i think again i think it's still the same thing like sanctuary city in that context isn't necessarily what that means right it's being how it's being talked about Right. It was more meant to um, say that, you know, if you are here, we're not going to be letting ice run up in your your houses and your schools to to get away from. them. You. you can still, you know, live here without that fear, whereas being migrants being shipped to to New York City um, isn't isn't a part of that. It's more other places taking advantage of the I, law that I, New York says Right, we have to we have to provide for anyone that's homeless, and they're like, okay, well, New York has to provide for homeless. Well, let's send them a bunch of people who are going to be homeless, um, and right. they have to take care of them. And that's how people are twisting around. So we can say, well, the policy of
0: New York City was never we want an unlimited number of migrants to come in. But then people on the other side who disagree with the policies that are in place will say, well, yes, that is the policy. Effectively, that is your policy, right? Because you right. know that's going to happen when these are your laws and this is what you
1: know these this is the system that you are constrained by right and you know it's funny it's like see people are are, are making that distinction but no one no one is saying like for example abbott and, and other places are shipping migrants up to new york because they have that law in place that they have to take care of the homeless um no one's saying well, well okay but you're doing that but that's also saying that you're acknowledging that you won't take care of your homeless, even though it's it's. They're making the distinction; mm-hmm. those places are making the distinction that these aren't our people. But right, still in the in the same context, I'll say we can't really get into this because it'll, it'll open up a whole,
0: other can of worms that we can talk about for an hour.
1: Mm-hmm. But okay. Well,
0: the difference is, you know, people came legally versus illegally, and that's that's a whole big conversation.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, and that they,
2: that's that's but that's I what that you people know, do. Mike, I'm- I've done that uh, telling not to over, uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, Jay, not to over talk, uh, talk over you, but I've been to two naturalization ceremonies. Uh.
0: Uh So,
2: you know, that, like you said, that will open another can of worms. I think we better just like.
0: We can talk about that next week. Even I mean, right? Let's just say this: that- about Ellis Island and all these things that predate our current immigration yeah. framework. And then there's the the question of the legality of the asylum seekers themselves. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole big mess.
1: Yeah, let's just let's is. just say it this, really and is. hopefully, hopefully, we can we can table it after. And I think it might at least need to be said, um, at least punctuated, is that migrants coming here for asylum are not. Illegal, they don't have illegal status because it is legal for them to seek asylum. So I think that needs to at least be said.
0: As a general point, yes, but that gets murky start looking at the process and everything. So I just you know, real quick, we got to wrap up, but I wanted to pull up that Adam's quote about destroying New York. We want to be specific, Right. right? In all fairness, did he say it was immigrants? Did he say it was migrants? He said this issue will destroy New York City. That's his direct quote. He said, "Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City." So he said, "This issue, right?" But people are yes. taking that all kinds of ways to serve mm-hmm. their narrative, right? Of and people say he said immigrants will destroy New York City,
1: right? No. Right, and and listen, I, I'm I I have to agree with that quote because he said there's no he doesn't see an end in sight yeah. as long as migrants are going to keep coming here and People seeking asylum and other states are going to send them to New York City. I mean, that steady stream is not going to stop. And so there is no real end in sight because those other places are not going to step up because they have whatever their reasons, especially Texas and those places. So New York is going to keep getting funneled in. And that means the budget crunch is going to keep getting worse and worse. And the resources for not only the migrants that they're trying to help, but also the New Yorkers is going to get spread thinner and thinner
0: yeah yeah so that might be the note on which yeah. to end this discussion i have
2: to tell you i'm gonna i'm gonna run i'm down to 16 <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're wrapping
0: up right now, up right now. <laughs> we need to wrap up right now really quick i want to shout out the ozone park block association here they had their gala shiba at the top of the show you were talking about the event you went to where they were honoring people who did good things in the community yeah. that's what they did in ozone park at their second annual awards gala i was happy to go and i got this gift bag from them you know different people business owners oh, this is my stick from the rally i forgot, yeah but different business owners and people in the community gave out little goodies and, and whatnot some gave uh, discounts on their business gift cards magnets, Ooh. promo items, and so forth. So it was really cool. And here's the program you can see. Really cool, congratulations to all the honorees. These right here are, I guess, glow sticks, you would call them. Oh, the,
2: wow. The Styrofoam. Nice.
0: Oh, here we go. Here you go.
2: And okay. So this I, I, I don't know like Star Twitter Wars, to become, but yeah.
0: Right, but yeah, so very cool Vader
2: event. Vader mood.
0: That's right. That's right. Very cool. Of course, it had a DJ, so people were dancing and and using the glow sticks. (laughs) um,
2: I I think over 600 people. I think over 600 people attended. I'm going to say goodnight. I'm down to 15%. Okay. (laughs) But the conversation was good. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yes. Thank you for joining us, as always, Sheba. So I guess that means that Jay gives us the bottom line.
1: The bottom line is that we have to acknowledge that there is nuance in all sorts of discussions, and we can't retreat to to our tribalism if we expect any sort of progress or consensus on things going forward. So we need to be mindful of uh, not only the, the, the positions and the hopes and aspirations that we have, but also the realities that we're facing so that we can Come together with both and try to make something flourish that that works um, for everyone. Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: All said, of course, you yeah. can find us on YouTube at Nuance Show, Instagram as well. Everywhere podcasts are available. Subscribe, get a push right to your device. I believe we just surpassed what it was eighty thousand views on YouTube. Was it? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. We are marching towards that big 100,000 milestone. We will have to celebrate that somehow
2: when we hit that number. In the meantime, thank you all for joining us. We've got work to do and we'll catch you next week.